0: This is the None of Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, Robert DeLude, and it is my mission to bring you inspiring stories from entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women, students, coaches, or anyone else who is crushing it in life and doing kick-ass things. We all go through struggles. It doesn't matter what our background is, but we can overcome them. And I'm going to show you how. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the show begin. Good morning, it's Friday, and I hope each and every one of you had a beautiful Thanksgiving just filled with love and gratitude and remembering the small things and not the crazy discount deals that everyone's chasing after today. I have an amazing person on today. It's Heather Vickery. If you don't know who Heather is... She is an award-winning entrepreneur, businessman. Well, businesswoman, I should say. She's a success coach. But Heather isn't just a savvy businesswoman. She is a huge inspiration. Absolutely an amazing woman. After a major life transformation and divorce, her world turned upside down. Suddenly, the mother of four had the freedom to be her most authentic self, which empowered her with the confidence she needed to repair, rebuild, and relearn who she was. Today, Heather leverages her entrepreneurial skills and expertise to coach individuals towards greater personal and professional fulfillment through Vickery & Co. Her transformational coaching practice, a celebrated public speaker, Heather inspires audiences and empowers attendees with tools they need to live bold and meaningful lives through her story and personal bravery. Heather approaches clients with a leverage and fear and turn it into intentional bravery. Heather is the author of Gratitude Journal shift your focus and her second book on gratitude grow grateful a gratitude journal for kids and families will be available on guess what day november 3rd it's amazing i encourage all of you guys to go on amazon all the descriptions will be in the link go buy it um uh, give her a shout out on all of her hash uh, instagram tags i mean I probably had too much turkey, I still have the, what, morphine or whatever, the, whatever it's called, that makes you sleepy, um, in my system, so, this, this episode really hit home, and I know you guys hear that a lot from me, but, I love hearing other people's stories, and learning more about them, and, you know, Heather is just such a kind and loving person. You know, Heather is active in many charitable organizations and she is totally obsessed with musical theater and she loves to travel. You know, I, I think why I love this episode so much is because I can relate and I, I have so much in common with Heather. Um, It's amazing. Heather, if you're listening, thank you for your time. Thank you for your story. Thank you for your vulnerability. You know, I want to acknowledge that. And if you guys haven't listened to the Brave Files podcast after this episode, well, you can listen to it. You know, you can stop and go check out one of hers whatever you want to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, But the Brave Files podcast is now one of I'm subscribed to. I'm only subscribed to like one out of, it was one out of five for years, and now it's one out of or now it's one through six that I'm, six podcasts that I'm subscribed to. Um, And yes, out of the six podcasts that I'm subscribed to, mine is one of those six, so, um, just go check it out, go check her out on social media, let her know what you think of this episode, send her a DM, take a screenshot, post it on social media, tag both of us, hashtag inspiration nation, and go do something inspiring to you today, guys, apparently I can't talk this morning, so I'm not gonna re-record this, um, this is like the fourth time so whatever this intro is what it is and so i hope you guys enjoy this was truly amazing um just while you're going into the next month and the new year just be grateful for what you have and don't focus on the things you don't have thank you for joining me today Now let the show begin. Oh, one sec. Stay to the end. Tyler Michael Chauncey has a very special offer for my listeners. She is an amazing personal trainer. As you guys know, as you follow me on social media, as you listen to my podcast, you know how I feel about Tyler Michael Chauncey. A.K. Michael Chauncey Um, she's just such an incredible person hit her up on Instagram let her know that I sent you more details at the end of this episode I love you guys I'm so grateful for you guys listening and sending me the messages that you do Um, I would be forever grateful if you could go on to Apple or Stitcher and rate and review this podcast if you think it's terrible let me know If you think it's amazing, let me know. If there's things that I could improve on besides this intro, let me know. Anyways, have a wonderful Friday, and I love you. So, one, two, three, we're going. So, who are you? What do you do?
1: Who I am I? Wow. This is jumping right in. Um, I am Heather Vickery. I'm a success and leadership coach. And what makes me different than anybody else you've ever met is that I help you leverage your fear into intentional bravery.
0: Mm, why did you get into that?
1: Well, it's a great question. So about eight years ago, I found myself in a really unhappy place in my life, in my marriage. I've been married for a decade. I had four gorgeous kids um, and I was gay, so I was married to the wrong gender. Mm. So there was that I had a thriving business that didn't fill up my soul. And I finally decided to burn it all to the ground, uh, except for the kids. They're, they're perfectly great. I, I kept my motherhood just as it was and rebuild my life. And it took a lot of guts and a lot of bravery. And I did it with some systems that worked really well for me. And I started a new business as a, coach it turns out I was really coaching in my previous career a mm-hmm. lot and people saw that in me way before I saw it in myself and I have I now help other people do hard things and feel awesome about it
0: so can you take me back to that moment where you were in your marriage still probably feeling rock bottom married to the wrong gender like what was your mind going through
1: Yeah, at that time, it was funny because I've always been a really strong-willed, outgoing person, but I had started to live really small. I had disconnected with a lot of my family, a lot of my friends. I wasn't as social as I wanted to be. Um, I just felt like I was stuck in this sort of low-level life that didn't feel like it should be mine, but I didn't know how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And one morning, I was sitting across the table from my daughters and they're all just cute and they were little. Then my baby was baby, baby. And I thought, what would I want for them if they came to me in this situation? What would I want them to do? And the answer wasn't, well, suck it up and live with it. You made your decision. Now you will get over it. Um, It was that I would want them to go out into the world and live big and be themselves and let people love them for who they were And try everything and be brave. And I don't know if you have kids or not. I'm guessing that you're young enough. You probably don't, but I don't want to make assumptions. Correct. But you know, kids are watching you all the time. And I knew in that moment, if I wanted them to do that for themselves, I had to do it for myself and show them how. And that was it. I went from fear-based living to limitless possibility in the split second of a thought. uh, And I just said you know what, you got to go for it. And I did.
0: Right on. That's awesome. Thank you. That's way awesome. Cool. So, <clears throat> uh, your leadership lifestyle coach did I, that's right.
1: It's close success and leadership coach
0: success. Sorry. <laughs> I,
1: I know lifestyle coaches and they usually do fashion and that's not my jam. I mean, I think I'm pretty cute, but I'm fashion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. So if say I was coming to you and I didn't have my, I needed get your guidance. Yeah. What's the process?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. At this moment, my, my program is a bespoke coaching program. What that means is it's one-on-one coaching. Okay. And um, I do not have a program where we start at A and we end at Z and you're going to do step one and two and three and then you're going to come out and be perfect. We get in it. We talk about what you really want and why, why do you want it? Why you don't have it? How are you in your own way? We create a future for you that it looks amazing. And then we go about building it together. So it's really week by week. It's 18 calls week by week. We dig in. I call you on all your bullshit and make you try things that you're like, I really, you're really going to fucking make me do that. And I do, and you do it and then shit explodes, right? It's spectacular. I am though scaling my business. So what I'm actively working on is building a program. I will still do the bespoke coaching because it's a touch point for my heart, but, uh, where we can have more structure and more people involved at one time that will include teaching elements and mastermind elements and group coaching and group celebration and connection and a Facebook group to, to talk with each other and build community in that way. So that's coming really soon in the next couple of months. I don't know when this will air, but Mm. it's coming.
0: It's coming right on. That's awesome. Thanks. Cool. So why do you do it?
1: Sorry, because there is no other option for my soul. That sounds cheesy AF. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you more. Um, It's, it's just where I'm meant to be. And I know that because every time I step into a space where I'm speaking from the stage or I'm leading a workshop or talking to people or one-on-one coaching, um, I'm really, really good at it. And I can hear and see and feel the change in the people that I'm working with. And it would be a tragedy to stop supporting people in that way. And it fills me up. I, you know, I know some people who left coaching because it drains them. It yeah. takes their energy away and it does take a lot of energy mm-hmm. to coach, but it doesn't do that to me. It inspires me. It excites me. It connects me with humanity, which is a deep core value of mine is to be connected globally as humans. So I, you know, it took me a long time to find it. And now that I found it, there might be new ways to grow with it and new mm-hmm. ways to connect and support people, but this is where I am meant to be. So I do it because anything else would suck.
0: <laughs> well, you found your purpose. and Truth. I love it. That's awesome. Thanks. That's awesome. Um, you are also an author, aren't you?
1: I am an author. I am a three-time published author, which is super cool. Um, But at this point, all of my books are gratitude related and they are part journal. So a major, major part of my personal life transformation included uh, discovering kind of by accident that a gratitude practice is life-changing. Oh, yeah. I mean big time. And I was so fascinated by it. And I wondered if I'd like made it up in my head that I started doing research and I did not make it up. This is the good news is I mean I did, but I I didn't. Lots of people know it. Positive psychology has proven that a regular gratitude practice actually increases our health, our happiness, and our well-being. It decreases stress, anxiety, and depression, and it decreases your risk for heart failure which is amazing. Yeah. So I, I dug in for myself and I started using it with clients. And you know you can feel, I can see if I'm in the room with somebody or if I'm on the phone, I could feel their energy shift. Their voice gets a little softer. Their shoulders drop. Just ha- having them go through a gratitude exercise sort of settles you. And when you build it as a ritual and then build upon it, because you're never there, you're never like, man, I got this gratitude thing figured out. There are always new ways to bring it into your life. It changes everything. So I started a year ago by writing a book called Shift Your Focus. It was part book and then a 180-day guided journal for working professionals. Mm -hmm. Uh, That isn't to say that if you're a stay-at-home parent or you're on disability, you couldn't grow from it. You certainly could, but I I tailored it towards working professionals. And as soon as it hit the shelves, I had lots of folks say, I want to do this with my kids. And so I went and moved in and I don't think anybody can see us, but but you, but here is my only hard copy because it comes out on December 3rd and I don't know when we're going to air, but I wrote this great version that's geared towards kids and families. And I interviewed tons of parents. I had them go to their kids and have conversations about um, what they thought gratitude was and, and how it felt to acknowledge it, how it felt to say you're grateful for something else. Because throughout the book, I have kids from ages three through 19 quoted. And the feedback I got from parents was so cool. Like, you know, so many of the kids, some of them, the older kids were like, you know, the thing about being grateful is people can tell if you're bullshitting them. Well, that's true, (laughs) right? How do you mean it? Teenagers are so, so sassy and salty, aren't they? But that's, that's a valuable thing. I had one young woman, 11 years old she said and her mom had videotaped it it was so cool she said but you know there's a difference in being grateful and expressing gratitude well of course she's right one is internal one is external so i wrote whole new chapters on the in the book based on these conversations and and how we can invite it into our lives and the goal the goal is to have households across the globe spend intentional time increasing their own happiness and well-being by developing a gratitude practice. And so it's connection time. You know, families are busy and often we don't have really quality valuable connection time. So even if it's 5 or 10 minutes, it makes a great keepsake to go back and see, you know, what were my kids thinking? What were they doing at this age? Yeah. But it teaches children which I do this with adults, you have control over your own happiness and well-being. Most definitely. And it and but I have to like teach it to adults because they don't know it. They don't believe it. We have to get them there. Mm-hmm. And we have this ability now to teach it to our children mm-hmm. and then there'll be adults who know it. Yeah. Cool. Oh, right.
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's really cool. Um, so I have mentors in many areas of my life, but like my mentor that lives in town, um, I text him every morning three things that I'm grateful for and three things that are my goals. And like, when I do that, like one, my entire week is better. And then the weeks that I don't do it, I'm yelling at people. I'm not grateful at all. It's, I'm not, Robert's not a very pleasant person to be around (laughs) and I, I love doing those things. So if I was one of your clients and we're going through a gratitude process, what would that look like?
1: Well, we close out every session because we do an awful lot in a, in a coaching session. Um, we, we just break it all apart and, and rebuild it every week. We're like, okay, now what are we doing now? What are we taking up? What's your issue? What's hurting? But wow. I close out every session by having them. And it changes depending on the client and the mm-hmm. way the call has gone, where they are yeah, mentally sure. and with their energy, usually five to 10 things that they're grateful for. And it's hilarious because if I say 10, doesn't matter what client it is. They go 10. You want me to do 10? And I'm over here giggling. Cause I'm like, man, if you can't find, find 10 things you're grateful for, we got bigger problems, right. but everybody thinks big. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for my house and my job and my spouse and my kids and my dog. And you are, you are, but it's the last five that you have to search for that start to create change and really open you up. Mm-hmm. I teach people to be grateful on a micro level. Yeah. So then we'll say, okay, fine. You're grateful for your house. Tell me five reasons why you're grateful for your house. Give me five things you're grateful for about your house, right? We continue Mm -hmm. to break it down. And there's a lot of power in that why. So listing what you're grateful for and why makes it easier to replicate and have more things to be grateful for.
0: Yeah, most definitely.
1: Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks.
0: That's way awesome. Cool. So. What's your podcast called?
1: My podcast is called the brave files and it is just such a fun thing to do. I interview people who step out of fear and into bravery and in literally every element of life. And it can be something as simple as I'm afraid of heights, but I got in a hot air balloon to um, a survivor of a carjacking to wow. a woman who had to murder her husband to save her life. And she was the first person ever to use the standard ground law for domestic abuse to, to, not go to prison because he was going to kill her and she killed him first. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. To a first responder on nine 11, who was a young man, 21 years old, who was supposed to work that day and had changed shift with his buddy oh. and his buddy didn't come out alive. Right. So every element of life, I've got one story that I absolutely love about a woman who was a surrogate for friends who couldn't carry their own babies. Oh wow. There are so many ways to be brave. And the goal of the show is to help people, like I said before, leverage their fear into intentional bravery, to choose braver, which means choosing bigger, even in little bitty ways. Yeah. I'm all about the micro changes in our lives because big things don't happen in big steps, big things happen in little steps. And mm-hmm. then you go, you look back and you go, Holy shit, look what I did. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want you to know, because when you're aware of it, it's so much better. Yeah. So we do a show every, every Thursday, an episode comes out and, um, it's full of fascinating stories with really interesting people, loads of inspiration and motivation. Sometimes you can take it directly and apply it into your business. You can always directly apply it into your life. And then one of the things I'm most proud of is we close out every episode by talking about the guest's favorite charity, because I believe in giving back and building community. So we always tie it back to how can we help others be better?
0: Right on that. And where can they find it?
1: Anywhere. But I mean, I'm not supposed to say that. Now podcasters say, give somebody direction. You can listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or quite frankly, wherever you're listening to this show, you can find the brave files.
0: Perfect. Right on. That is awesome. Thank you. I am probably going to check it out when we're done here. I hope
1: that you do. I hope that, that you do. That
0: so sounds fun. amazing. Um, how long have you been doing that for?
1: So the first episode aired on April 12th, 2018. So about a year and and three quarters at this point.
0: Cool. And why did you start doing that?
1: I knew I wanted to do a podcast. It's my favorite form of media. It's my favorite way to learn and relax and all the stuff. I just didn't know what I wanted it to be. And You know, it's kind of hard to start something brand new out of nowhere. I have no background in radio or any of that stuff. Uh, And I have a coach. I don't believe in selling something you're not willing to buy for yourself. And one day, uh, my coach sent me podcasting equipment. And it just appeared with a note that said, start the podcast. Do the thing.
0: No way. Isn't
1: that amazing? So then I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to do it. But I still don't know what I'm going to do. And then one day, and it was literally six weeks to the day before April 12th. I was making dinner and I had this thought, I'm like, oh, the brave files, the brave files. I, I could interview people who do brave things. That's the work I do. I help people step up into their bravery. Um, it's the activism work I do, the social justice work I do, the anti-racism work I do, all of it boils into like doing the brave thing. Yeah. And I went to my computer and I bought the domain name and I started a Google form and I went to Facebook and I said, I'm gonna start a podcast. If you have a story to tell, fill out the form. And I hired a podcasting coach cause I'm not stupid and I know that whatever I don't know, I can learn. Mm-hmm. And six weeks later I released my show. Right on. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Thanks. Cool. I wish I hired a podcast coach in the beginning. <laughs> um,
1: it's a lot well, to learn.
0: Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I luckily had a mentor who uh, is a TV producer in Africa cool so he kind of helped me with some things but for the most part i had no idea what i was doing i and clearly yeah. I in my mean, beginning episodes you can see <laughs> that
1: so. In mine too i mean there were always lessons i used to record and we're doing it right now i used to record on zoom and i constantly had sound issues in fact i haven't checked i wonder oh no we are doing it right zoom will forget my sound connections my preferred sound connections so mm-hmm. i recorded like 12 podcast episodes and my microphone wasn't connected so it was yeah. using so the sound is shitty there right but the interviews are great so listen to them anyway go all the way back we have 89 episodes out as of today go all the way back to the first one which is so good and suffer through the sound because it's worth it but now i've switched to a different platform for recording because i just can't my audio engineer was like ready to kill me i'd show up he'd be like, what are you doing and so there's still always opportunity to learn.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I, uh, I had Dave Jackson on a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and didn't realize that my uh, microphone wasn't turned on.
2: <laughs>
0: and he was like, what? Like, he was super nice about it, <laughs> but he just pointed out like, oh,
1: you dude, don't sound good, dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just yeah. Basically. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, great. The podcast coach is literally coaching me. right now awesome
1: it has to happen to everybody all the time
0: yeah for sure yeah I just like I I was like super nervous I prepared an hour before (laughs) it was all set up and yeah my microphone wasn't turned on yep but uh anyways this is about you not me
1: that's all right Uh,
0: so what do you do like in your free time
1: I have four kids so I do a lot of whatever they're doing yeah fair Um, enough but I love, I love to read. And it's funny this year, I, tra- I, I have not been much of a reader in the last decade, just because life is busy. And this year I was challenged to do the 12 books in 12 months challenge. Mm. Are you familiar? No. So it's the idea that in January you pick 12 books that have been collecting dust on yourself and commit to reading one a month okay. for the year. And I was like, no way, I can't read 12 books, you're crazy. I don't have time, who has time to read 12 books? And then like just shortly thereafter that Barack Obama released his list of like the 50 books that he most loved for the year. Those are just the <laughs> ones he liked, not just the ones he read. And I was like, man, if, I, if he, Obama can do it, I can read 12 books. So I made two changes in my life. Cause I knew I wanted it, it kept coming back. I'm like, okay, I can do this. One was I allowed 15 minutes in my workday for reading. And the mm. other one was that I would keep my book with me and when I had 5 or 10 minutes to kill here or there I would read instead of scrolling through social media. Mm.
2: Right.
1: Then of course you get into it. Then you choose in your free time instead of watching TV I'm going to read or before bed I'm going to read. You build and I just finished my 29th book. Wow. Right? For this year? Yes.
0: We're at right on.
1: So cool. And it's it's early it's well it's mid November. Like there are more books. There will be more like at least two more books, maybe three that I read before the year is out.
2: Wow. Cool. I
1: think it's cool. Um, so I love to read and learn and I love, I am such a dork. I love musical theater so much. It's my favorite, favorite place to be is either on the stage or in the audience for a musical theater performance.
0: Mm, I love being in the audience. Unfortunately in my hometown, there is really none of that.
1: That is unfortunate. I love it. Chicago. It's, I do the Broadway and Chicago season tickets and I take my kids. So we get one. I really am a big believer in fewer things and more experiences. So those are usually the gifts I give them. We'll go to a live concert. I love live music. I love live entertainment period. So I'll take them one-on-one or even as a group, which is really expensive because there are a lot of them to go and, and create memories together. So we do that a lot.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. That's way cool.
1: I like to work outside this past summer. This is to me, I live in this small house in the suburb. Well, we're, we're in the suburbs of Chicago, but really just outside of it, just a couple okay. miles away. And I have this tiny little plot of land and I wanted a patio. And my uncle's a bricklayer. And I was able to convince him and my cousin, who's a contractor, and my dad and my mom and my aunt to come up. And, and they built us a patio. So for three days, I watched them bust their ass out my backyard. I was working. I wasn't totally ditching. I made sure they had plenty of food and water. And um, we laughed and we connected and we had this, the most magical family time together. And now when it's not freezing out, I spend all my time out there and you know what it feels like? It feels like love. Mm. Because they worked so hard and they traveled and they gave up a week of their time to be here to build it for me. And I cannot walk past it without literally having my heart burst with knowing how much I'm loved.
0: That is amazing. Thanks. That's awesome.
1: It makes that's me sleepy.
0: <laughs> right on. That's, that's really cool. So when was a pivotal point in your career?
1: Well, it all, it like when I burned it down was super super pivotal, right? It was, how do I want to build this new business? How am I gonna? I did not know. I did not know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only knew I needed to do it. I wanted to do it. And I just figured it out. And I'm at a bit of a pivotal point in my career right now because I'm scaling because there's only so many hours in the day. And other than raising prices, there's no way to scale a a bespoke coaching business, right? I can't make more hours in my day Mm -hmm. that I can coach people. So all of a sudden I'm doing something that I don't know how to do. So back with the new coach, back with doing new things, like, okay, somebody help me grow here, figure out what I need to know so that I can do this thing that's gonna be super impactful, both for my life and for other people's lives. So I think we're there. Right now, and this new book, Grow Grateful. Grow How grateful. is that?
0: <laughs> right on, and that comes out December third.
1: It does come out December third. Yeah. Where and can they, people I, find it? You will be able to find it on Amazon. When will, will people hear this episode? Right?
0: Uh, it will probably be twenty twenty.
1: Okay, that's fine. So you'll be able to find it on Amazon. I will make sure you have the links.
0: Awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, it'll be in local bookstores here, but I, I don't know if that means anything to anybody, and um. The adult journal, which is called Shift Your Focus, there's a a first and a second edition. Um, Those are out and available on Amazon right now, and I can send you those links as well.
0: Yeah, please do. I will throw it in the description. Thank you. So what is something that you're an expert on that most people don't know about you?
1: That most people don't know about me? That's a great question because I'm pretty out there. Most people know everything about me. Um, Oh, wow. I, I, I'm sorry for the silence. And that's okay. That most people don't know. Oh, um, I make really excellent bread, homemade bread.
2: Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: I'll, I, wow. That's really interesting. <laughs> I just, I, wow. That is super interesting. Why do you do that?
1: Because I don't want all the crap that's in, store-bought bread in That's, my body and my kids' yeah. bodies. And it's Far actually out. not that hard to make bread. I don't even have a bread machine. I do it by hand. I knead by hand and everything. Really? But it's f- four ingredients to make bread unless yeah. you put spices in it. It's just four. So if you go to the store and it lists more than four and you don't know what the names are, don't eat that shit.
0: That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I tried going vegan for, uh, mm. and that, that didn't, yeah, it, it, it didn't work at all. I, I tried so now I'm just gonna try and eat healthier and eventually go vegan. But
1: I mean my general rule of thumb is as long as you can pronounce it and you know what it is, then it's okay for the most part, it's okay to eat it. Right? But if you look at the ingredients list and you don't know what that stuff is, just pick something different.
2: Right. Hey. You and that are doesn't what you mean eat. I
1: and that doesn't mean I always do it right because I screw things up all the time. But I, at least I know what I'm doing What I do it.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I like yeah me neither like I had McDonald's yesterday which I now I don't feel that great and <laughs> I'm like oh that okay That's
1: what happens yep
0: yeah so <clears throat> if uh you woke up and you could spend your day doing whatever you wanted you had no work you had just a day for Heather what would that look like
1: where am I waking up
0: wherever you are alive
1: I love it I would wake up somewhere near water my initial instinct is in uh Puerto Vallarta Mexico but I really do love the French coast and the Spanish coast so just somewhere by water uh and I wouldn't wake up too early because that sucks I would have a lovely breakfast. Breakfast is my favorite meal. I would go somewhere where I can see and smell and hear the water and have breakfast. I would walk. I love to walk. You ask me what I love to do, my friend. I really do love to to walk. That sounds like the cheesiest answer in the world. I love nice long walks. But I do. It, mm-hmm. it uh, opens up my mind and it keeps yeah. my body moving. So I would I would do that. Um I would read. I would listen to something. I might write. I'm a writer, so I might spend some time writing. Yeah. Connecting with people. I love to talk to people. Just chill. But not, I probably would really not do anything with electronics. Mm. If I'm going to be super, you know, disconnected with other things and connected with myself. If I had the opportunity to see live theater or live concert on that day, that that would be happening too.
0: So, What's stopping you from doing that?
1: Great question. It's four little kids in school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But it's it's common, man. I'm so ready for the second house on the beach. That's happening.
0: Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That is amazing. So, uh, I appreciate you sharing the things, you being vulnerable and opening up. Like I'm a recovering heroin drug addict. Uh, I'm a bisexual male that grew up in Helen, Montana, which if you've never been to Montana, well, everyone still thinks that we have horses. Well, we do have horses, but ride horses consistently. And, um, just being in that environment and being different, I'm sure you can maybe understand where I'm coming from.
1: I can, I would love to have you on my show. Um,
0: yeah, I would love to,
1: because I have not interviewed. It's really, I am really committed to not telling the same story more than once, but we will tell intersectional stories. I've had a number of interviews about mental health because I think it's important and and we tell totally different experiences. Uh, but I haven't talked to a recovering drug addict. And um, I don't know that I've talked to somebody who's actively out and bisexual. I talked to plenty of gay folks and plenty of trans folks. And those are all great conversations, but, uh Bi erasure is real, and you, we want. I want to be your ally, and I want, and I want to get the word out. And I think that's important. And I lost, I lost a cousin to heroin use a year and a half ago. Oh, I'm sorry um, to hear that. And if I can help it, help prevent anybody else from having to live through that through your story, I'd be honored to do so.
0: Yeah, I would. I would love to do that. Um that if you're willing to share. Uh, for maybe somebody who is having trouble coming out, like, what are your three tips that you can give someone?
1: There are no safe spaces; there are only safe people. Find the safe people, and if you don't, if they're not prevalent in your life, if you can't identify one person that you think you can tell your truth to, there are organizations. Google is your friend. Find your local LGBTQ chamber. Or different organizations, and go to them because you are not alone. You may think you're alone, you are not alone, and the world needs you to be yourself. So look for look for the support. Find the safe people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of my tips sort of hinge around the fact you will not be ostracized and kicked out of your family. And I know that that's not everybody's truth. Um, you know, cause I would say come, come out, just come out because mm-hmm. it's the worst thing in the world to live, uh, in secret and to live a lie and you can't do anything well if that's eating you up. Mm-hmm. But don't, but I don't want you to do it. If your life is in danger, which is why I say, find the safe people. Yeah, for sure. Um, Find a way to, to share your truth with other people. Mm. I know that for me, I can remember when I was first coming out and I came out to most folks one, one by one, um, and you may have experienced this yourself, Robert, mm-hmm. I would get hot. My whole body would get hot. I could feel it go up my neck, and my face would flush and my chest would constrict and I was terrified. What are they going to do? And, and I was, have been very lucky. There's only been one person in my life who said anything other than, well, we love you. So mm-hmm. I, I had one friend who I'd invited to dinner <laughs> to tell her. And when I finally did, her response was, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to tell me you were moving. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I've been lucky. And the way I describe it is every time I would tell my truth, I could take a slightly deeper breath until I got to the point where I took my first full deep breath in my entire life. And now when I breathe, I breathe all the way in. So tell your truth to people and start to breathe.
0: That's amazing. That's awesome. Thanks. So do you have, um, I, I'm sure it's probably pretty hard with four kids, <laughs> but do you have a morning routine?
1: Oh, I love that question. I I tell people to have morning routines. Yes, ish. Um, What I do is I set my alarm. And before I get out of bed, I say out loud, I invite something amazingly awesome into my life today.
2: Mm, I like that.
1: Working on manifestation. And then um, I do something that's called Astitude.
0: (laughs) What? Okay.
1: So it's a playlist on Spotify, which I will share with y'all if you want it. Um, That is dance music, music that makes me want to shake my ass with attitude.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And as I'm making coffee and making lunches and moving through my day, I listen and I move my body and I get my mindset there. Um, on the mornings that I wake up and I don't have my kids, I can do some more intentional stuff like writing and, and sitting because they're with their dad half the time. Um, but usually we're going and my work day doesn't start until around 9.30, 9.45 in the morning. But mm. those, those things work. I, I love the attitude. I encourage you all to give it a try. Mm, I like it. Because you think about you starting your day like with things that make you feel happy and boppy and you're moving around like- it's like you and your in your morning gratitude text. It just yeah. sort of sets your mind right.
0: Yeah, totally. Do you know who uh, Evan Carmichael is, the YouTuber? No. Uh, well, okay. Um,
1: I'll go look him up. No, you're
0: fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. I thought, anyways. So he has like the biggest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs. Oh, well, um,
1: there
0: you go. And uh, I'm
1: not a. I haven't. I'm too old. I shouldn't say that. I'm not too old, but I'll be 45 in three weeks and I'm I'm new to the YouTube. I put my stuff out on YouTube, but like actually using it as a source is not yeah. something that I go to regularly.
0: Mm. Well, that's, that's okay. But his morning routine is pretty similar to yours.
1: All right. Good for him.
0: So uh, it's somebody with like almost 2 million subscribers on YouTube
1: I should have 2 million subscribers. I think I have about 114. Y'all should subscribe to my YouTube channel. What's
0: your YouTube channel?
1: It's uh, Heather Vickery. So youtube.com slash Heather Vickery.
0: You have your own YouTube channel. It's not just the whatever random one that they give you. You,
1: All you have to do is get 100 subscribers and then you can personalize your, your YouTube channel name.
0: Oh, I definitely thought it was more than 100 for some reason. Just 100. And the, day
1: I, the day the I, day I set up my YouTube channel, I, I went on Facebook and I was like, "I need a hundred subscribers so I can cu- customize this." And I just begged people, and I did it. So, oh, right on, cool.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. That's simple enough. Makes it real simple. Yeah. Cool.
1: You can find my podcast on YouTube most ah. of the time. <laughs> Sometimes, that's it. I just switched uh, platforms, mm-hmm. and. The new platform doesn't feed directly to YouTube, which is kind of a pain in my ass. So then I have to go and in, into headliner and create the video and upload it, which sometimes takes a couple of days, but usually it's there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some uh, I get so like I like a platform for a while and then I get mad at it. So I switch and then <laughs> I get mad at it and then now it's just
1: I- the switch. I can't switch that many times. I like I like the one I'm on now. I like it a lot. Mm.
0: Which one do you use?
1: I'm on Simplecast.
0: Huh? Haven't heard of that one.
1: I like, I found them at uh, Podcast Movement. The platform's really beautiful. It's really inti- easy to use and intuitive. The the mobile element is easy to use. I was on Libsyn before. I suspect you were or are on Libsyn.
0: I've used Libsyn. I don't anymore.
1: It just was pain in my ass. Like it's the it's the most popular platform, but their analytics drove me up the wall.
0: Mm, yeah i don't even think i looked at their analytics and just it was hard to i didn't like it so i switched
1: yeah where are you now
0: uh i use anchor okay yeah it's free it is yeah. um i which i'm not like it's for me it's super easy just to have stuff with my phone and it automates a lot of stuff
1: yeah
0: and i'm not like making money off my podcast. Um, me
1: either, but I have a Patreon page, so I would like for you to all listen and then support me. Do you have a Patreon page?
0: I know I'm not accepting any money, uh, because I have other my vision is it's booger, yeah. It's so, you. and that's just me,
1: yeah. No, it's you know, it's a passion project for me, my podcast for sure, but it costs me a ton of money and a ton of time. I mean, I it's a lot monthly, and Um, I'm trying to build this like incredibly cool, brave movement of humans throughout the world. So I want to bring them into community anyway. So for like four bucks a month, you can help me keep doing this without it depleting my kid's college fund. And, um, (laughs) there you go. And it's great.
0: (laughs) Right on. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Well, I'm going to subscribe to you once we're done here and then, uh, probably become a patreon so
1: oh, that would be so cool yeah, Wait, i send goodies when you become a patreon
0: supporter. Ooh, i like goodies <laughs> like, why don't you just start with that <laughs> um so heather what is your message to the world
1: I think I already said it. And I actually will read something from my book. I have the page marked here. Um,
0: Ooh, yeah. That sounds exciting.
1: Yeah. But what I want you to know is that when you go out and intentionally choose bravely, big things come for you. And they're wonderful. And it's contagious. And you can just help everyone around you also do the same thing. So just... Every day you go out, do one thing that feels a little hard or a little scary and sort of see what happens. The world is going to open up for you. But my intention with the kids book, and and I, I hope that, thanks for humoring me. This is why this is so important to me. This work is so important to me is imagine if you will, a generation of adults who have been taught to experience gratitude and gratefulness in their ordinary lives. An entire generation of adults that take the time to notice the beauty and gifts that are naturally there, even when things are difficult. Can you envision a generation of adults that freely and joyfully express their gratitude for others? Imagine how this would impact worldviews, communities, families, and overall happiness. This is what I call on you to help build a more grateful and connected world. And we can start today.
0: Oh my gosh, that is a beautiful. Thank you. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. That comes out December 3rd? It does. Yes. Oh man, I I, I want to buy it now.
1: So <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. So uh so where can they find you? Instagram, podcast, links. All, all the places. Websites.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm uh Vickery and co.com Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Vickery and co the, the brave files podcast. You can go to the brave podcast.com. It will take you to Vickery and co slash podcast, but get there. However you want to get there. Um, also on YouTube at at Heather Vickery. My kids think it's amazing that you can put my name into Google and my picture pops up and all my stuff. They think that makes me a celebrity and I don't have the heart to tell them it's just good SEO, but uh, (laughs) I'm really, really, really easy to find. And I'd like to make uh, this offering to anyone who's listening. If anything you've heard here makes you want to talk to me more, let's have a conversation Uh, set up a virtual coffee date with me. I can give you the link, Robert, and I invite all of you to get to know me better and ask whatever questions you have. And if I can support you in any way, let's do that.
0: Awesome. Love Love it. Yeah. Send me the links. Okay. And we'll make it happen right on. Well, thank you, Heather.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you bet. What's up, guys? Man, that was an exciting episode, wasn't it? (sighs) hope you guys learned a lot. Please, again, go rate and review this on your listening platforms. I would very much appreciate it. But today, I want to talk to you about Tyler Michael Chauncey. She is the founder of Create Athletes. What is Create Athletes? Well, originally, it was to create strong women, but now... It's still to create strong women. You know, she's leveling up and becoming an even better personal trainer. And she has a special right now. She wants five new people. Only five. And you could be one of those five to lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days. If you have any other fitness goals, find her on Instagram at -t 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 T. Y-L-U-E-R underscore M-I-K-A-L underscore C-H-A-N-C-Y. Let her know that you're listening to this podcast and you need the best personal trainer. So go out, find her on Instagram. Let her know that Robert Delude sent you you know she'll have you fill out a form go through the process and if you just want some amazing gym gear she also has that too the create hoodies are so comfortable um i yeah i honestly wear it pretty much every day so it's amazing and i love it if i could sleep in it without getting too sweaty i probably would so anyways thank you again for tuning in today and uh i'll talk to you soon